Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's going to pay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And out in the night out, you're tuning in to Wrestle Talk, 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm the maestro, Jeremy Carp. Thank you for tuning in. We have a lot going on tonight. We have, from Ring of Honor, the metalhead maniac himself, Sledge. And also, we're going to have later on tonight, professional wrestling personality and comedian, Pete Sukaris. But I'm not doing this show by myself, never have, don't plan on it. So I think it's about time we introduce my lovely co-host for the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the voice of Midwest Wrestling, of St. Louis Wrestling, of Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the thoroughbred of lust, the one, the only, Drake Lee. just gets better every time I listen to it. Jeremy Carp, hello and happy Tuesday night. How are we doing? I'm doing wonderful. How is the one and only Drake Lee doing tonight? Well, actually, do you want me to be honest with you? It is great having you on yet again. How's your new year going for you so far? Well, let me be honest with you. Okay, is that okay? I wouldn't have it any other way. All right, good. My day is going absolutely capital S-H-I-T-T-Y, okay? I'm in my lawyer's office still. I'm launching a super store with all my merchandise, Jeremy, and they're telling me I can't have my store because Drake is trademarked by a piece of crap average at best rapper, okay? He keeps saying this guy, he started from the bottom – and he's here now. He started from the middle class. What a liar. And I have to deal with this idiot, this bozo. Okay, so that's how I'm doing. But I am ready for a extraordinary night at the Wrestle Talk podcast. So if you see me coming in and out and breaking in and out, that's why. But, you know, 
I actually have met Sledge a couple of, you know, a time or two. So I can't wait to have him on the show. He is an extraordinary talent. This guy's a blue chipper. He's going to reshape wrestling. I can guarantee it. And Pete Zacharias, or Zacharias is just a, you know, it, it, he's a, you can't say much more about him. He's just, he's a, just a wealth of knowledge. So let's get this going, Jeremy. All right. Well, I know you don't like it, but I know we got to do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, okay. if you can all please rise, remove your cat, as we pay homage to the greatest country in the world. Now, that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say. You know, the Night Owl done? gets mad at us about plenty of things. Oh, hang on. The Night Owl can get mad at us about plenty of things, but that is one thing he can never get mad at us for. So I'm always thankful for that. Do I have to And yes, comment? I'm done. Do I have to comment? It's your choice. <laughs> it's your you choice. You know what? I'm going to take, take the high road, okay? So, so it's okay. It's okay. I'll take the high road. I'm in the middle of – we're trying to get Drake on the phone now. Uh, he's not answering, or his manager isn't answering, so you know how that goes. But I'm going to take yeah. the high road, Jeremy. How about that? Yeah, I, that would be wonderful. I understand. I know you're under a lot of stress right now. This whole law, lawsuits and lawyers and all that stuff can be a real pain in the ass, so I totally you know, feel I for just you. Dropped, I just dropped $5,600 in one hour just for having a lawyer look at me and talk to me. I mean, you, you know, it, it, it's it's tough, Jeremy, but that's okay. That's okay. What do we got on the show? Run it down for us. I am ready for a Jeremy Carp trademarked summary of what we're going to be entail, uh, entailing today. Well, like I had said in the intro, Drake, I'm telling you, we got two amazing guests on the show. That, well, I only heard the part about me. Star yeah, okay, three amazing stars on the show then. But we have Sledge. The metalhead maniac himself. We got Pete Zacharis, who, like you said, is a wealth of knowledge, which is in a, truly an inspirational person. So I am so excited to have him on as well. But, you know, in the past week, so much has gone on in the world of wrestling. And there's also going to be something later on I'm going to talk about that happened a few weeks ago. So what do you say we kick the high spot segment off? I say, Jeremy, I have a question for you. What's that? How about we kick the high spot segment off? Hit that music. Welcome to the High Spot segment of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, we have so much to go through. So, Drake, I want to ask you, do you remember a couple weeks back when you and I were talking about The Fiend facing off against Randy Orton and then The Fiend getting lit on fire? Yeah, he got Blair Witch trialed. We talked about it, yeah. Right. So, 
I feel like with Randy Orton, fire just seems to follow him wherever he goes. Because did you catch Monday Night Raw last night? I watched him. I, I am calling it. I am friggin' calling it. I don't give a damn what anyone has to say, Jeremy. That son of a gun right there got a little bit of the little bit of the gimmick going. What do you think? There's no way. I watched him hit those damn those damn chairs. He he freaking bladed, dollar to a donut, and they got mad at him and they threw him a towel to clean himself up. Yeah, I mean you could see the blood on top of Triple H's head too, and then Samoa Joe's like, well, that's not his fluid. <laughs> right. I mean the way he bled when he just barely ran into. I mean. He hit the he hit the stairs, and the way he hit it didn't incite to me that he he cut himself because he hit it evenly. So I, I don't know. I'm getting a little bit of my hopes worked up here, but I think we're starting to see a an edgier product. I don't like it. I didn't like I like the edgier product. I didn't like a guy coming out of retirement. I guess you can call it or semi retirement for five minutes of nothing. We could have gotten that over with at the beginning of the show, you know. Right. I mean, like, okay, this is the thing. You could have done – all right, so Monday Night Raw ended with Alexa Bliss basically blinding Randy Orton with a, with fire. I mean, she shot a fireball right at Randy Orton, and that could have happened without all the Triple H stuff. You didn't need Triple H brawling with Randy Orton to set up that type of thing. You could have had Randy Orton come out there cut a sinister promo that only Randy Orton does best, and then the lights start turning off. I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool seeing Triple H's sledgehammer randomly go on fire and combust, but you did not need that part, Drake. You just needed... No! I mean, Why are you telling that to like, me? Tell that to Vince. Because they won't listen to me. You listen to me much better than they ever would. Hey, hey, don't let anybody know that. <laughs> but and, you're right. Uh, it's it's just insane that, and you know, it's like you said. Yes, it's nice they're going to an edgier product, and an edgier product doesn't always mean a better product because you can do edgier things and still mess things up. The reason the Attitude Era, as edgy as it was, was as great as it was, was because WWE. I mean, they put everything on the line because they knew they had WCW breathing down their necks. And the way, basically the way I see it, they still don't treat AEW as that much of a threat because they have not really improved the product much. WWE still no. can be very tedious to watch. Yeah, no, I, I listen. I mean, we're, we're about two months away from another McMahon coming out to the ring and telling us things are going to change. And we're all going to sit there, and we're all going to beat our, you know, symbols like this, like we did last time, and go, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And then, you know, we get the revival showering a month later as a as a <laughs> promo or a vignette. So I don't – I mean, let's just, let's just call it how it is here. This is I'm, – I'm getting – my intelligence is insulted a lot of the time. And when I watch this product, because it's like, listen – if you aren't going to do it, then just say you aren't going to do it. Just say you aren't going to do it. But you sit there and you leave these rumors and 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 any and into window or whatever whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm a little frazzled right now because I got papers staring me in the face, Jeremy. But you sit there, you got rumors flying. Oh, the Rock's coming back. Oh, they're going to bring Punk back last year, and then he was going to go to AEW, and he's they're going to they got told to hype up the or the you know the step up the the content to make it more of an adult, you know, fashion for raw. 
And then here we are. Yeah, and it's just – and, you know, I remember exactly what you were talking about when you said about the McMahons coming out and everything and saying things will change. I remember that exactly. You had Stephanie, Vince, you know, Triple H and Shane out there, and they're all like, no, you are the authority. And the crowd was going rambunctious. They were going crazy. There was no more automatic title rematches. And but, but you know what we got? Was, Not to cut you off, but you know what we got? The Compose, compose, compose. The friggin' wild card. What the hell was that? Oh. What oh, the hell man. was that? They just picked two guys and threw them on both shows. Yeah, there was nothing wild was... about these guys. Look at Lars Sullivan. The only wild card about him is what message board he's going to go on that evening. I mean, it was <laughs> – let's just be honest. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we don't know what – the wild card is what controversy they're going to cause next. You're absolutely right. Well, Jeremy, i got to ask you for a quick favor. Can you give me five minutes while I sign this piece of paper and let you do another high spot segment, and I'll be right back on? Is that okay? Can I sign legal documentation yep. real quick? I, I hope it doesn't stress you out too much when you do it, but well, I know you got to get it done, so go crap. right ahead. I'm just muting my I'm phone. You better not talk you. anything because I'm going to be listening, and I'm just telling you, I'm there. I hear it. I hear, okay? Five minutes starts I now. Understand. All, All right, right, go for it. All right, folks. Drake's got a lot of important documents to take care of, and I, I feel so bad for the poor soul. Okay, but we still have to go on. Keeping with the WWE, unfortunately, you know, in the world we live in, COVID-19 is affecting everybody worldwide. doesn't matter what country you're from, you know, what city, what state. Everyone's getting affected somehow, some way from this pandemic. And WWE has had to perform with no fans or in front of no fans. And now recently it's come out that WWE champion Drew McIntyre has actually tested positive. For COVID-19. And of course, he is in quarantine, although he is still scheduled to face, and man, I really wish Drake was in here because I know he would have a fit about this one, Bill Goldberg at Wrestle, or I'm sorry, at the Royal Rumble. Lord knows they'd probably put him at WrestleMania if Vince wanted to, if he had, if he got to. But anyway, back on the COVID topic. So, According to the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discussed the current COVID-19 outbreak. Apparently, there are four wrestlers, that, and one of them is Drew McIntyre, who are dealing with COVID-19. And it's unfortunate that this outbreak has reached, you know, one of the biggest entertainment conglomerates in the world. You know, we turn to sports to get away from the sad realities of the real world, because don't get me wrong. I love life, but the real world can suck sometimes. And oh, oh, know, look at that pessimistic crap. Oh, well, what were you gonna say? Okay, let me make it clear. You were just the one going on about being mad about having to sign some papers, and I still stood by your side for that one. Hey, these papers cost me goddamn ten grand. Well, it's not my fault you're getting owned by a Canadian rapper. I mean, don't take it out on me. In a bad one. In a bad one. I don't give a damn whose hotline blings. Just let me make God. Let me make my merchandise. You know. I don't anyway, keep going. Letting you. Uh, you know how that goes. But keep going, Jeremy. You're doing great until I heard the negativity. Well, okay. 
honestly. And, Drake, I do want your input on this. I do want to know what you think about, I mean, what WWE might do now that multiple wrestlers on the roster are dealing with the coronavirus. Because if you watched the show last night, which I know you did, even though I know three-hour Monday Night Raw is, you know, kind of rough sometimes, you had wrestlers competing in multiple matches because they had to rework the schedule of the show. Some of them weren't able to compete because they're in quarantine. So I just want to kind of get your thoughts on this. You think, I mean, hope you think it's going to get any better, any worse? I mean, do what you got, Drake. Uh, okay, okay, here we got. Okay, so I watched, and let's be honest here. I'm, I, I'm a lot of things, Jeremy. I'm a son of a bitch, a prick, a lot of them, but I'm, I'm not a liar. So I watch Raw, and I watch SmackDown, and I watch Dynamite, and I watch, I, well, I watch Impact sometimes. But to get through Raw the last year, and I'm harsh, but it's true because it's just not where it needs to be. I have to drink, okay? So second bottle of wine, I'm watching Ric Flair almost tongue throat Lacey Evans, okay? That's number one. We'll talk about yeah. COVID, okay? But let's just talk about the fact that there's an 80-year-old man groping up on a 28-year-old, okay? Number one. Number two, uh, COVID. So, yeah, we're going to see this a little bit more. Um, it's, still a, it's still a big part of life, Jeremy. So, you know, even though we're trying to do our best to socially distance and, you know, everyone's doing the best they can, with WWE, they're such a big company that you're going to have a lot of obligations that you have to uphold and not because you need the money out of it, but because you're contractually obligated, maybe from a 5013C standpoint with make a wish, or you're, uh, you know, you're doing, you know, a lot of different things. So with that being said, yeah, we're going to see more of it. And I think it's a great opportunity though, for these guys, like, and not get just guys, but girls too, like a Mandy Rose to quite frankly, give themselves a little bit more of, uh, of a stepping stool to, you know, to keep getting, um, you know, hopefully getting that eventual push and, I think if they play it right with what they're doing with Orton now, they tough like what they did with Triple H, but Triple H isn't the one to do it. When I see Triple H, I see a guy that needs, that's going to have a 30-minute match, not a five-minute entertainment thing, and that's what it was. We're all but, right. Yeah, right. And so we're going to see a little bit more of that. I hope, my biggest hope is they don't use COVID in, in, in title reigns because of it. Um, and here's what I mean by that, because we all know COVID has serious – uh, there's serious cases and there's not so serious cases. And right now I, uh, I still hear uh, Drew still doing very well and God bless him for that. But um, where we're at now is I'm hoping they don't use someone being gone for two weeks um, essentially, or, you know, 15 days or 20 days, whatever the timeline is now to get them out of the title picture. And, and what I mean by that is, well, we wanted to kind of go in a different direction anyway. So let's use this to kind of push us into that direction. I think that's going to be the biggest downfall to this if it does happen. Um, but other than that, I think it's a lot of uh, gives a lot of people opportunities. Whether it's an Adam Pierce, whether it's a Triple H, whether it's a what, whatever you have, you know, I mean, it's there for them and a Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, hell, even a, a, right now, Shayna Baszler because they aren't really doing much on the on the tag team thing for women. So it's, it gives a lot of growth. What do you think? Well, you know, I do agree. I think there is a lot of potential, and of course there's a lot of potential stars in the making in WWE, whether they uh, capitalize or fail to execute on the ability of these stars uh, remains to be seen. But here's my thing. If they have so many great 
you know, potential stars, so many wrestlers that, you know, whether or not COVID-related, they're able to call them up, send them down, you know, whatever. Because, honestly, it is like a sports team. WWE is a sport. And it's like any given moment, you got to call someone up. You got to make that move to keep the show rolling, keep the sport going. So here's my thing. If you and this kind of ties into my next topic for, and it'll be the last one regarding WWE because I know it's gonna be frustrating for me, and I know it was frustrating for uh, Joe and Renee last week. But here's my thing: if we are focusing on the up and coming stars, why in the hell is Bill Goldberg challenging Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble? I mean, seriously. So here's what I'm just going to say, because I know that we got a lot of stuff to cover, and you're right. I thought that right away, too. But let's look positively. Maybe they're doing this for a reason. You're pissed off about it, and you don't ever really get emotional. That's kind of my thing. But you, So you're emotional, and let's just hope it's because WWE's doing this because people react like you did and I did at first, and then we can get Drew to kick that bald-ass dome off his body. Because, quite frankly, we don't need it. It wasn't every title reign's been subpar, um, but who am I to judge because I'm not Bill Goldberg, right? So I think that, um, you know, you're right, and a lot, everyone that's thinking that's right because they didn't get what they wanted out of those reigns. But for someone that, you know, wrestles and all that and, and, and travels, I don't think it's right for me, and I'm being nice here, but, but to criticize Bill Goldberg because Bill Goldberg's Bill Goldberg, and – you know, yeah, there's true. that. So, yeah, let's just hope and, that you know. Let's just hope Drew McIntyre puts them to bed, what, because that's what needs to happen. It really does. Yeah, I had basically a friend of mine who told me the same thing. As soon as I told him that Bill Goldberg showed up on Raw, he was hoping, he was hoping so bad that I was just joking. But no, no, I mean it's a joke, but it's not. It's real life, Bill Goldberg you know, still sticking his nose in title reigns. But nevertheless, okay, moving on to the next high spot topic. And I know Sledge is going to be on in a few minutes, and I'm looking forward to it. So this one we're going to go You're looking forward to it. Hold on. You're looking forward to it? We're going to have a blue chipper, and quite frankly, someone who I think is going to be transforming wrestling very shortly. This guy is a monster. He has a life story. It's, it's honest to God, it's, it's, it's more than a, a picture, you know, is worth a thousand words. This interview is going to be worth a billion. So let's start acting like it, Jeremy. Come on. Well, you what took you the laughing? words right out of my mouth. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, to move on. At Wrestle Kingdom, Kota Ibushi became the W or the double IWGP champion. And he recently came out with a statement saying how he is the new IWGP heavyweight and the Intercontinental Champion. Looking back on it, I mean, Drake, he wrestled for eighty minutes in total over two nights. Eighty minutes. Like it's just unbelievable. And both matches, and I was on last week telling, you know, Joe and Renee how outstanding both matches were. In my opinion, the match of the night for both nights. But it's Well, it's you know, I was blowing. on last week, too, talking about how I, I beat Magnifico. But, yeah, keep going. Well, I know. And, and it was wonderful. I'm, congratulations on winning that match, by the way. 
I mean, I that's how win. you roll. Shows how much you know. Well, I'm trying to make you feel better, Drake. I know, I know, I know. You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay. Well, anyway, I wanted to get your thoughts on the new double champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, you know, I think it's great. I, I'm not a big New Japan guy, so that's why I was kind of staying clear and letting you letting you take care of this one. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I've been very busy. You've known about my, my uh, merchandise outlet problems, so we've been on the phone taking care of those literally all week, trying to get trademarks figured out. I just filed three trademarks literally last week. It, it, it's going too fast. So um, I, I think whatever they do is going to be loved. Well, not all the time, but I think they have a lot of great talent. Um, I did see the finish um, of that match. I thought it was a great finish, and the, the scenery and the backdrop made it even more special. So that could, took the words out of my mouth yet again. I'm glad you are a fan, and I'm, I know you've been super busy with everything going on, and, and I'm really sorry for that, Drake. I mean, it, all you want to do is sell some merchandise, make some money. I mean, you have such the big, you have such a big house, the basement with all the TVs, you know. It's, that's a lot of upkeep pricing, you know. Well, it's not that, Jeremy. It's just you know, I got a good, good ass team, and we aren't getting anywhere because we got people stalling. We got a guy that can't rap but uses auto tune telling me I can't use my own name. It's sad. It's sad. It is. Um, I don't well, need the money. I just want it done. You don't need the money, but uh, you don't. Of course, you don't need the money. You already are wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. But at the same time, you want the money, of and course. of course, the stardom. That's right. Well, that's right, Jeremy. That's what I. Is there anything you want to say for the high spots? Any topics that you found recently? I Drake? talked about them. I talked about them all. I brought up the fact that Ric Flair has a sugar baby. I brought up the fact. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to bring up. I'm doing my best here, Jeremy. I got four people looking at me in the You're face. Doing great. Me to okay. What? Well, I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to run it by you because I'm I'm oh, through with mine. All my topics. No, we we got there. an important interview. We got an important interview with a phenomenal for the phenomenal person. The guy, like I told you, I can't say enough about Sledge. Just on, whenever I got to you know connect with him out in St. Charles, the way he presents himself both inside the ring and outside of the ring, what he's doing on Twitch. We got a lot to talk about, Jeremy. I understand that. That's why I wanted to – you know what? Forget it. Uh, this this won't go anywhere arguing with you. Okay. I say it's time we bring Sledge on. What do you say, Drake? Let's get this wonderful, amazing – That's what I've been asking on for. All right, then let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is both the pleasure of Drake and I to introduce to all of you and the rest of Talk podcast fans – he is the Metalhead Maniac. He is one of the up-and-coming stars of Ring, and, uh, of Ring of Honor, and he is a 10-year veteran of the wrestling industry. Ladies and gentlemen, Sledge. How are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. Hello? It's great having you on. 
All right, here we are. We're connected. How are you guys doing? How's everything? I'm doing okay. Yourself? Oh, I can't complain, man. I'm just living, living, living and breathing, brother. Just living and breathing. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't want you to complain. Wasted words is how I look at it. That's it, man. That's it. That's what I got a pot. That's what I got a Twitch stream for. It. I can sit there and complain while I get killed and play video games. So. <laughs> Uh, that's, a, that, that's a good one, good outlet for you, I'll tell you. So I gotta say, I believe that you, like I said, I think you're nearing your 10 year anniversary on being a professional wrestler. If that's correct, congratulations to you. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, when you said that, I was thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, almost coming up on 10 years of being a professional wrestler. Yep. I was like, so I gotta older. ask you, mentally Go and physically. To be in this type of industry, I and mean, we all know professional wrestling is a grueling industry. It's a wonderful industry. It's great to be a part of, but it is very taxing on you. How are you feeling? Uh, I feel great. Uh, what, what am I, 35 right now? I think I'm probably in the best shape that I've been in in a long time, mentally, physically, emotionally. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm very honored to be part of Ring of Honor, and with that great group of locker room, they just pushed me and strive me to be just so much better as a professional wrestler and, and being a human being as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I feel great. I mean, I, I got my little bumps and bruises here and there, but other than that, like, I feel great. That's awesome. Drake, I know you wanted to introduce yourself, so go right ahead. I know you are very familiar with Sledge. <laughs> What's up? Man? Did you not read? Did you not fledge? How are we doing again? Long time no see. We actually met in St. Charles during Ring of Honor, uh, Gateway to Honor. It was a phenomenal experience. And uh, I really have been telling Jeremy all day how you are just going to be, uh, you're a blue chipper to me. I mean, inside the ring, outside of the ring, everything about what you're doing is great. And Jeremy tried to throw me under the bus, Fledge, because I'm actually getting ready to, I had a meeting with lawyers all day. And I was going to let Jeremy go first because. I wanted to, you know, use our story, you know, how we connected and, and, you know, all the stuff you did with Ring of Honor to tie it up. But, Jeremy, you know, see how he is, Sledge. See how this goes. Yeah. Here he goes. I mean, there he goes. There it is. So what's going on, guys? How are things? Okay. Um, you know, so I have... <laughs> all right, you go, Drake. Just go for I'm it. Dealing Thank you. I deal with lawyers all the time. Man. So, I mean – my my lawyer is a good personal friend of mine, so it kind of works out very very well. So, yeah, my mine aren't. They're money hungry, and uh, it's bad sledge. Yeah, I'm, you're lucky. But what can we? Can I ask you a quick question, real quick? Yeah. This is something that I've been watching since the beginning, mm-hmm. and it's Coffee with Sledge, which is one of my favorite things to uh to to watch, honestly, right now. And how did that come to fruition? Uh, well, thank you for that. That's a great compliment. Um, it was just something that I was doing on Instagram where I would just sit on Instagram and bring people in and talk with them. And uh, A buddy of mine, uh, about a year ago, before I actually went to Ring of Honor, said, man, you should really jump on the Twitch. You know, jump on Twitch, jump on Twitch. And I was like, ah, nah, I don't, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, I had another buddy jump on Twitch, and then they were like, man, you really got to do this, you know, coffee with Sledge thing on, on Twitch. And, and one of my big things is I love, I love coffee. I love drinking coffee. Um, 
So next thing you know, I'm out, I'm, I'm out buying ridiculous amounts of stuff for Twitch, and and here I am, almost a year in, and uh, now I'm running uh, not just my coffee with Sledge, but also uh, video gaming as well. So on Twitch. Um, that is incredible. I mean, so the, the the content you're producing is, is 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 just superior to me. I think it's it's even better than what RJ was doing with his uh, with his talk show and his underwear. I, I think all that stuff's great. But I, uh, before I transition to Jeremy, can you talk a little bit about what led you uh, in this last kind of couple of years to to being where you are with Ring of Honor? I know whenever I was uh, in St. Charles with you guys, you were you were you know pretty heavily involved in that. And that, that you know that production process, but where are you at now? As in terms, because I've watched you in the ring, and it's it's very impressive to the point where I, I think I'd pay someone just to watch you throw them around for a couple of minutes. I appreciate that. Um, I am a full fledged contracted wrestler with Ring of Honor, a uh, full talent contract. Um, I was doing the production stuff as a way of income as I was training at the Ring of Honor Dojo, that was part of one of my deals uh, to come and train at the Ring of Honor Dojo. And I saw it as an opportunity to learn more about Ring of Honor and learning the backstage and learning the production side of it, as well as the wrestling side of how they do things. And on top of that, you know, uh, talking with talent and uh, getting their input on things and, you know, just networking and just being, being part of the process and, uh, in February of last year, well, yeah, because it's January, holy crap. February of last year, they offered me my official talent contract, and I signed officially uh, when it, at the end of February, uh, going in the beginning of March, is when I became a full-fledged talented, uh, talent for Ring of Honor. Duh, that was a lot of words. Well, so so that's kind of that's kind of uh kind of great actually because that's that's literally right at the time um we actually connect we actually uh met and you know i think that's to me that's that's what i think so impressive about you because you aren't uh you know before i throw things back to jeremy you aren't just about what you're doing you know wrestling wise you're learning the you're you're the complete package i mean you're you're someone that that's shown that you're more valuable than than a lot of others because of what you've done and all the work you put into to get to where you're at. And I think that's a huge testament to who you are and, and your, your life's journey because, I mean, I, I was blown away when I learned some of the stuff that I've learned when my team gave me the research packet. And I, I just – it's just a testament to who you are, I mean, and, and what you're about. I appreciate that. I mean, I can't bump forever is the way I look at it. And I can't be in the ring forever. So, But I love professional wrestling, and I want to be around professional wrestling – for as long as I live. So if I can learn a different trait in producing or um, some kind of production-ish way, then that just makes me even more valuable. You know, look at Adam Pierce right now. He was, you know, he used to be the head booker for Ring of Honor, and he was a professional wrestler, NWA world champion, and now he's one of the lead producers for, like, WWE and not bumping as much. So uh, it's just one of those things where it's just like taking – taking my mentors and seeing the path that they put out and then just kind of going around the going, just going by their blueprint. pretty much is the bottom line. 
Right. Absolutely. And I mean, Jeremy, this is why, again, I kept bragging to you all week about how great, I mean, I mean, this is, this is a, this is a shoot. I I've been very, very adamant about having, having you on and how great and looking forward to this interview because Jeremy, haven't I told you it's, it's not just about what you see, uh, you know, on Twitch, on Twitter, uh, on social media from ring of honor and from himself. It's a complete package, Jeremy. So what do you got to think about that? Was I right? You were 100% right, and I never doubted it Again. for a second because, see, you know, I was doing my research too, and honestly, I'm not going to lie, there's a bit of emotion for me because, you know, when reading your story, Sledge, there are some things that you and I actually do have in common, things we've struggled with and how we find our ways in life and how we keep on going no matter what, and that's one thing <laughs> – and it's and it's hard for me to kind of reciprocate that out there, but you know, you are an inspiration to so many and I'm glad you've had those outlets that you're, you know, working your ass off as a professional wrestler, you're doing your your Twitch streaming with video games, you know, you're like you said when I introduced you, you're living in life and you're loving life. And I respect and admire the hell out of you for all that. And not every day is easy. You know, not every day that I that I wake up every day and go, man, today's going to be an easy day. No, man, it's just one of those things where it's like you got 24 hours. A day. I say this all the time, and I preach it. And I want to say like Joe Rogan said it, and like he it, he said it, and it popped in my mind, and it always sticks in my mind. You have 24 hours in the day. What are you going to do with those 24 hours? And it always right. pops in my head. I'm a very scheduled human being to the time that I wake up, to the time I go to bed. I'm always on a schedule. I'm always planning my next move somehow, always doing something with, you know, if it's not working on my Twitch stream to make it better so my viewers have a better uh, experience with, with dealing with me or uh, with, my, with my coffee show or with anything that I do, whether it's professional wrestling, producing, anything like that. It's just Everything is scheduled out in my day um, because that keeps a lot of my demons away. So it doesn't give me time to sit there and dwell on what's, you know, in my mind. Does that make sense? It does because, you know, and this is the thing. Like, I struggle with depression. I have for many yeah. years. You know, I go, I go to a support group every week to help. And, you know, I know there's days where I'm off work, off my uh, regular job, and yeah. I find myself no longer just sitting at home, like, for months. Like, there was plenty of days where, like, I'd be off work and I'd just sit at home, and those, to me, were the days where I'd be most sad or out of, down in the dumps because I would have nothing to do. I would just be kind of wallowing down there in self-pity and just, you know, think, dealing with the demons and thinking the sad thoughts. But then you start to really, like you said, you always have a schedule for every day and how it helps tremendously. You know, I put together things to do. I always keep myself busy and occupied, you know, and it helps tremendously. And, you know, it's it's not, not every day is easy. It really isn't. No. But we get through I, I, it. We keep going. And, you know, that takes a lot of strength. It really does. And I'm I'm nobody different than you are, man. Like some days I just want to lay in bed, put the shades down, and just just sit there and just wallow. I guess would be the best word to put it. Um, 
but I have responsibilities I have to do, and there's things that I need to do as a as an adult that I need to get get done. So that's what drives me is I wake up in the morning and I go, I have responsibilities I have to do. So I need to get this. And my big outlet is me going to the gym, man. If I didn't have something like that, you know, especially with an addict mindset, like I have, um, and not being able to, I, <laughs> if I don't go to the gym for like a couple of days, I am a very, very, very grouchy human being. <laughs> that is, that is a um, I need to get to the gym. I need to lift some weights. I need to be around my gym, my gym partner, and I just need to just do that. And that's why I usually, you know, that's why I usually turn my phone off. And that's, you know, I don't have my phone with, I, I do have my phone with me, but it's usually I don't answer it or anything like that uh, because that gym time is my mental time. That's where I mentally uh, get myself together and I can literally shut the world off get my pump in that's my time right there that is my time is in the gym that's my time so right and i want to ask you so you know you're i guess <laughs> it's a cliched saying but we'll just say it anyway for the sake of being in the wrestling industry you're one of the boys you're in you know the wrestling business you're with a major wrestling promotion and yeah. a lot of the times after wrestling shows or live events or whatnot you know, they go out, they hang out, they celebrate, they do all kinds of stuff. What helped you fighting any of those temptations? Don't get involved in it anymore. Because I used to. I used to, oh, man, it was bad. Um, I just I just don't partake in, the, in that stuff. I kind of just stay away. Um, and if I am invited, uh, like, say, you know, a company flies me out and they want me to come and meet the sponsors and, and, and because the sponsors are the ones who are actually paid to get me there and all the fun stuff. Um, I will literally pop in for a minute and I'll tell the promoter this too. Like I'll pop in for a minute, but uh, other than that, I, I would rather, you know, go back to my hotel because nine times out of 10, I got a 6 a.m. flight that I got to get to. And I don't, the show doesn't usually get done until about 11 o'clock anyway. So um, right. yeah, just don't partake in any kind of after party stuff. And I'm not I'm not saying I don't like to go and hang out and be around and people that drink, you know, I've I've I have six and a half years clean and sober. And I could be around Congratulations. Alcohol. I appreciate that. I could be around alcohol and it doesn't really bug me too much. So when if the boys are like, yo, let's go get you know, let's go hang out and yada 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 and I don't have anything to do and I'm like, Yeah, that's better than me just sitting in my room then um I can partake in those without having to have the temptation to drink. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it really does. Um, I remember because, like, one of my best friends is my accountability partner as well. And, you know, I see him at least once a week. And, he, you know, just having someone to talk to is – and somebody who knows, like, hey, you know, we stay away from this or we don't do anything crazy or whatnot. and you know, it's a step in the right direction. Like yesterday, I just celebrated my sixth month at my support group. And, you know, they give you one of those tips. And it, you know, I was just holding it the rest of the night because it just, I felt, you know, so accomplished, but not in the way like, ooh, cool, I got a chip. But like, I'm really being a better person because I'm really, I'm really trying to get better each day. Like, that's because, yeah, that's you know, 
That's what it's all about right there, striving, striving to be a better person. That's it. Uh, you know, the world is so full of negativity, especially with what's everything that's going on in the media and all that, all that stuff, you know. Um, right. You can't look at kind of social media without getting some kind of negativity thrown in your face, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, whatever, you know. Um, that's, just, that's just the world that we live in. And for you going out and realizing that, hey, I need to be around people and be going to a support group and going and feeling that accomplishment of going, I, I did something. That, that's huge, man. That's a huge, huge. And I applaud you for that. Absolutely applaud you yeah. for that. Because that is something to be absolutely 110% proud of, to yell to them. I don't know if I could cuss on this thing, but I almost did. You can. Um, <laughs> yell, you could sit there and yell to the fucking ceiling, man saying that you fucking did something. That's fucking awesome. That's like somebody getting their five-month sobriety chip. You yeah. Know, that's, a fucking awesome. that's fucking awesome. Congrats to you. Thank you. I That really means – I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. I know I kind of sound like I'm the one rambling, but I know neither of us are because we both – We it's kind of vicariously through each other. We both know, you know, those struggles, those days in, those days out. And yeah. um, I wanted to ask you, so, you know, you before became with re- professional wrestling, you have also played in a metal band prior to starting your professional wrestling journey. Kind of take us through yeah, all did, that. You did, you did some, some deep searching. Very well done. Um, yeah, man. Thank I, you. Played in a, I played in a metal band uh, that was signed by Jägermeister. Uh, and we, I toured around and did all that before I, uh, jumped headfirst into professional wrestling. It was, it was a great time, but at the same time, it was, it was, it's just like professional wrestling, man. Um, you're grinding and you're grinding and grinding until you make something out of, out of yourself, you know, and it's what you put in, you know, and that's, that's the crazy part is a lot of people are expecting, you know, when you go and you become a band, you know, in a band and you're traveling and stuff like that and, uh, a lot of people, when they don't get gratification or they don't get um, – what's the best way to put it? Um, they don't get signed right away. They get very discouraged. And right. it's one of those, they expect something. Well, I put this much time in. I, I should get this. And it's like, no, it's, if it's there for you and you put yourself in the right positions to get that, then, then that's where you get it. And it's all about position. And, um, yeah, man, we've gotten the right position. We've made the right contacts. And we had a very, very short deal with Jägermeister. And uh, when you're an alcoholic and you're dealing with Jägermeister, it's just nothing but a party. So, right. You know. Yeah, definitely uh can lead to a lot of crazy things, that's for sure. Um, and <laughs> I got to ask you, so kind of staying on the same track with the whole metal music and everything, I mean, you're unique among many professional wrestlers, in my opinion, because, I mean, let's face it, you are the one who created your own ROH entrance music. I mean, how how cool is that? Oh, I think that's awesome. Uh, okay, um, I kind of created it, and I kind of didn't. Oh, um, okay. Well, 
Don't take it through it. Okay. Um, I have a buddy who's like one of my best friends who plays in a band called uh, Death in Motion, Dim. And they're out of Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, they have a very kill switch engaged uh, sound to them, very just throaty. And uh, my buddy Wes is the lead singer for that band, and I reached out to him because I just didn't want something generic. You know, it just wasn't something I wanted. Um, right. I asked, I asked Ring of Honor, hey, are you okay if I make my own entrance music? And they were very on board with it. I said, yes, we would love something like that because we just hate giving generic music, you know, but it can't be copyrighted. It can't be anything like that. I said, no, we're, we're making this from scratch. And uh, my buddy Wes, who's been with me pretty much from day one of my professional wrestling journey, uh, knows everything that I've been through, all the, all the demons, everything that I just, I, I try to work so hard you know, uh, to, um, what's the best way? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Excuse me, has just been there through, through it all. Knew exactly the lyrics he wanted to put in it. And I told him, this is kind of what I come out to now, um, which was Bullet for My Valentine, You Want a Battle, Here's a War. That's what I used on the, on the indies. Um, okay. And it kind of sounds like that to a point, but at the same time, though, it has that very, very kill switch engaged sound to it. And then, and then Dim putting their own spin on it. It was, it's a great fun. It, it's a, it's a fantastic, and it will be out very, very soon, um, on iTunes and all the, all, all the other great platforms that you can listen to music on. Um, yeah, man, we call it the, the short term of pain, man. It's a great, it's a great song. The first time I heard, it, I was just like, oh, this is a thumper. This is awesome. This is great. And, I, and we sent it to the office, and they want us to make little tweaks here and there. But, yeah, man, it's, it's fantastic. That's awesome. And, you know, along your way in your professional wrestling journey, you know, you've had a lot of people who've been by your side, a lot of people who helped you. And one of these people in your life, many wouldn't know how he helped you in your life, but he did, and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. I mean, so what's that, what is the impact that he had on your life, or has he had on your life? Uh, I still talk to Steve to this day. Um, Steve gave me that platform of an indie guy struggling to make a name for myself in the world of professional wrestling. He gave me that platform. When I did his podcast, I want to say two years ago, I just did the two-year anniversary of it, um, and it's on my YouTube. So anybody, um, if you can't find it in archives, just head to my YouTube, um, uh, youtube.com slash sledge805, and um, you'll be able to listen to the whole interview. We, we've uploaded it. Um, anyway, back to it. Uh, he gave a just – I was there on a, on, a, on a car, right place, right time, like I said, man, uh, and he just gave me the platform, and it was fantastic. And like I said, uh, when I was having my Ring of Honor tryout, I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, like, do you have any words of advice? And he says, go in there and fucking do you, dude. Go in there and be you, and let me know how it goes. And uh, when I signed my deal officially with the Ring of Honor, I sent him a video of it, of me signing my video, my, my, my deal. And, I, you know, and he's just like, wrote back, hell yeah, kid, congratulations. You know, so 
having a guy like that really uh, helped me out tremendously. And he's not the only one, though. Like, there's so many guys who have helped me tremendously in professional wrestling, like Sim Bodhi, a.k.a. Kazarne, um, Gangrel, um, Chavo Guerrero Jr., um, Chris Marvel, um, Robbie Mack, Jazz, um, uh, Mil, Mil Morte, um, you, you know, just some of the guys that I, uh, Chase Owens, you know, just some of the guys, man, I've just been just tremendous, so good to me. And saw something in my, a Masada, saw something in uh, Bob Evans, I mean, the list can go on. Um, saw right. something in me <laughs> himself. And really, you know, I said, you go after it. So, I think one of the best things in life is when you can have that big, you know, support. I mean, I guess the best way to say it is support group, but those people out there who are right there for you, who help you through, you know, your, through your life. I mean, you know, because yeah. there's so many different aspects of your life. So for them to be there for you, you know, whether it be through just advice or actually helping you physically with like, you know, training or anything of that nature, anything, just being there and saying, Hey, you're important. You matter. We're here for you. You know, keep living your dream, keep living your life. Things like that are what, what's very special in life. And yeah, absolutely. And like the people now at ring of honor, you know, some of, you know, Jonathan Gresham and Will Ferrara, my coaches that were at the dojo, um, Dak Draper, uh, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, uh, geez, uh, Shane Taylor, uh, Jay, the Briscoes, like you, you name that whole locker room, man. They're, they, they support, we, we support each other. You know, sometimes you need that support to help you, um, Sometimes, man, I, I text, you know, Mike Bennett, man. I text Mike Bennett, you know, different things here and there. And he's just like, yeah, man, do this, do that. Hey, man, do this. You know, you know, EC3, you know, is another one. You know, uh, another one that's like kind of taking me underneath his wing. So, you know, Josh Wood, you know, like I said, like there's so many people that have had their hands in making me who I am today and continue to help mold me into not necessarily being the best professional wrestler I can be, but also being the best man I can be. Yeah. And I, and I respect that in so many ways, you know, you mentioned, you know, obviously you're part of ring of honor, but what's unfortunate is that not too long after you signed with ring of honor, if you know, correct me if I am wrong, it's when the pandemic started to hit. Um, and you know, it's like, so it's like a big roller coaster type of thing going on. So I like, kind of take us through that whole period of when you were getting signed and then the pandemic struck and just changed everything completely. I, I always, I always laugh. Um, I said, finally, Sledge got signed. So the world came to an end. <laughs> I always, I always, cause it's just, I don't know. It's just something funny, but yeah, man, I signed my deal. Went into effect March 1st, and I want to say we were in Vegas when we got the word that everything was kind of shutting down. I want to say it was like the, the 6th and the 7th of March or the 8th and the 9th or something like that. Um, it hasn't it, – COVID hasn't been 
I don't want to sound, sound bad or anything, but COVID hasn't been bad for me per se. I took it as a time to reset because when I got offered to come to the Ring of Honor Dojo out of my tryout in, I think my tryout was in May of 2019. Yes. Yes. Um, and when they offered me my dojo spot and told me, hey, we'll put you on the trucks to kind of help you, you know, bring in some financial and while you're training at the dojo, you know, um, I left my whole support system that I have back in California to move to Maryland on a hope and dream to be signed to Ring of Honor one day. Uh, so when the pandemic happened, they sent me home. They said, go back to California because I had both places, California and uh, Maryland. And they, uh, I took it at the time. And when I'm, I when I get depressed, I like to eat. I depress eat. It's it's just one of those things I do. Um, so I was still in good shape, but I packed on a lot of pounds while I was gone. Uh, I probably was around like 270 when I got back from um, Maryland to California. And you know, I don't like being that heavy. Um, right. So I had the time to diet and restructure my mental and my physical and my emotional. I took it as a huge reset. Let's hit the reset button. Let's make, I mean, I used to have long hair. I cut my hair, you know. I'm like, let's give Ring of Honor the package that they deserve after signing me. And that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been working, working hard and, um, my my time is coming very, very soon, and it hasn't been easy just sitting here and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. It's been a very emotional roller coaster, but it's been a good emotional roller coaster. So um, it has, you know, the world shutting down hasn't been that bad because uh, I took it as a huge reset button. You know, a lot of people took it as a huge negative. I took it as a huge positive. It's time to reset, you know? So... Um, it's what you know. You adapt to situation. You adapt your diet. It, it's it, it's uh, it's nothing truer than that. You know. That's wonderful, Drake. I know you're still there. Um, Hello. Oh, they took my mute <laughs> yeah. button off. Oh, oh that's geez. nice. Sledge, this right, is Drake, what I go, go through. Go for it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was until you started cutting me off again, Sledge. It's been a pleasure having you on. And just to listen to you talk with Jeremy about the things that you've had to go through in your journey, I, I, I couldn't wait for it. And that's why, in all reality, I really wanted just to hear you, um, you know, detail that, that, that journey, that story. And, and my last question for you, because I know you're on a tight schedule as well. You're, you know, we're, we're getting towards the, I'm optimistic, but we're getting towards the end of this pandemic, hopefully. Things are going to start picking back up soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And what what's this next year going to look like for Sledge? What's it what what's this what's your goals for the next year in in, in wrestling and life, and and how are you using your past experiences to help drive you towards those goals? Um. Well, when I signed the Ring of Honor, I realized that the hard work just started. Um. People think that once you sign a contract, everything is uh, hunky dory and they're going to throw you straight to TV and all this stuff. No, man. You're now you're you're going from a, being a big fish in a small pond to a small fish in a big pond. 
So I need to work my butt off and show everybody in that locker room who I am and why I deserve to be there. And that's exactly what I plan on doing in 2021 when the whole world opens. Um, and just, you know, I see television champion uh, sooner or later. I see world champion sooner or later. Um, it's just inevitable. It's, it's going to happen, and I believe it's going to happen because I'm going to put myself in a position to make it happen. You know what? I completely agree with you. And, and, and this is, um, you know, I don't know how, how far away, you know, I know some people don't like stories, but this is one thing I do want to address. And, and it's something that um, I think it's just a huge testament to who you are as a, you know, a person, just the, you know, the hour and a half I got to spend with you that day. We were talking about um, you know, I, I was talking to you about going to CAC and learning from people just to go to listen to seminars. And yep. you had a conversation with me and then made a text message within five minutes to see if that, you know, commentator you were talking about was going to be out there to give a seminar. And I can't mm-hmm. remember um, exactly who it was, but I think it's just important for me to say that and to tell you thank you because, one, you never had to bat an eye towards me. And the respect that you gave me and, and the welcomeness you gave me just to, you know, just to talk with you for a little bit to pick your brain. I think it shows, you know, me and it shows a lot of people, you know, how you are as a person. I think that's what's going to keep carrying you to these heights because without, you know, the looks and everything's part of the, you know, one part of it, right? And then the other part's what you do to earn it. And how you carry yourself inside the ring is special, but how you carry yourself outside of the ring is even more, um, more, more incredible to me. And so thank you for that. And I think I want to leave that with our Wrestle Talk podcast listeners because, you know, you're someone who really cares about the business. And it, it shows greatly. I, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the nice compliments. And uh, that was A.J. Kirsch. He is now, yeah, the, lead yeah. He's now the lead commentator for MLW. Um, one of my close, close personal friends. Um. I appreciate that, man. I, I really do. And Mike, uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm trying to uh, give me a second, real, real quick. I'm gonna, I want to read you something real quick. Um, uh, Mike Bennett, uh, I'm taking 2020 as making um, 2021. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, making it total. I want to transform my body even more than what it's already transformed. Okay, so I'm taking as, you know, I'm changing the way I eat even more than what I did, and it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. And uh, Mike Bennett uh, told me something, and it's one of the best things that they gave me advice. He says, control the things you can control, your attitude and your look. That is some of the best advice that I've ever been given. Control the things you can control, your attitude which means how you present yourself and your look and everything You're else. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's, I, I, that makes, I just, whenever you put two and two together, you know, whenever you have that, that, you know, I guess you can call it mind blowing. You can call it just recognizing it. I just had one of those because that, that makes total sense. You're, I, I you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And, and how, and, you know, but I'm, I'm no, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. I, I'm here to, I'm here to listen to you. I wasn't, that's why I didn't want to talk too much. I really just wanted to, you know, get as much out of this from you as I could. And I, because I know our listeners are too. 
I don't, I don't, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. So go ahead. <laughs> oh shit! See, Jeremy, this is how I get in trouble. You know, I keep, yeah. I, I, you know, see what happens. See what happens when you let me go. But uh, uh, you I know, know. <laughs> and Sledge, this, this is just what I, I. I'm glad we could close with this because, you know, I get trained at Dynamo Pro um, with Sadie Blaze and with a couple of guys that you know have been around the Indies for a long time. And how they train me is just how you're talking now. It's one thing to go out there and be able to do these, you know, great moves and you can do a lot of things and you can, you know, work forever. Great. But what are you doing when that, when that show's over and those doors are closed? Are you, are you helping with getting that ring put away? Are you helping with, with promoting the shows? Are you helping with guys that need help and not even just in the ring, but just, you know, mentally as well. And it's so great to hear you talk about those things. And, and it shows that, you know, on my perspective, I'm on the right path because, I mean, it's just about being a good person at the end of the day, and that's exactly what you are. And it's going to be even better to watch you just demolish people because I've, I've seen your matches, and it's, it's impressive. I've called you a blue chipper all week because the intangible things are, are impressive, but the tangible stuff's even more impressive too. It's just, it's just you're a win-win, and, and just the knowledge that I've gotten out of this it's been far more than, you know, I could even have hoped for. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I'm glad that my knowledge was able to uh, uh, be dropped today would be the best way to put it. But um, I was, I, I was going to say something else, man. I just had it on the tip of my holy face it, man. I get hit in the head a lot, and I apologize about that. Um, what was I going to say? Um Oh, um, you know, I'm, I'm nobody different, man. If somebody, I came from nothing. I really did. I was homeless, not a dollar to my name, a trash bag full of clothes, you know, um, to where I am now, um, it would be number one moronic of myself to not give back and a complete asshole move. And I'm not like that. And I'm not like that in life either. If somebody comes to me and says, I need your shirt off your back, I am going to freeze tonight. I would give them my shirt off my back and give them more. Every time I see somebody who is struggling, I try to help them as much as I possibly can. And no, I don't put it on Facebook or Instagram. I don't need gratification. I don't need any of that crap. It's me knowing that I'm doing the right thing, and that person's going to sleep better tonight because I was able to give them something. You know, it's how you, you know, your attitude and your look, man. It's a bottom line. If somebody came to me, if you came to me and you said, man, I need $100 today, I'm about to be evicted, I would give you your $100 plus more, even if it put me in a bind for the next month, because I would figure it out, because that's just the kind of person I am. You're absolutely right, and there's no – I mean, that that's exactly what it is. I mean, I just by being around you for, like I said, those couple hours and hearing you talk now and all the stuff that you do for your with your content, whether it's on Twitch or, or what have you, it, it shows – and, and, and 
please forgive me if I'm making an assumption and, and please remember, feel free to tell me because, you know, Jeremy has no problem telling me how much of an asshole I am. So uh, <laughs> I feel like you, you carry this, you know, this lead by example mantra with you as well. And I could see that with how you were, you know, how you handle, you know, whether it's getting stuff set up for, you know, the show that night or just the, how you interact with guys. And it, 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 you're, you're right. It's very much so the, the adage of, you know, not even just treat people how you want to be treated, but but take care of people that are in need. And, and you know, not good things will come, but you're, you, it makes you feel so much more. And that's how I am, too. I'm, I'm exactly the same way. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've done something like that. And I don't ever put stuff on Facebook and take a picture with some guy that's sad. I, I do it because you're right. It, it's, it's to help somebody when they need it. And, and that's why I just I love having this conversation with you because everything about what we've had you know, discussed today has been around that, that kind of mantra. Yeah, man. And it's one of those things, man, it's like if you go and you glorify that on Facebook or social media and stuff like that, I think you're kind of a douche tool personally. <laughs> I really do. I'm right I there with you. <laughs> where the guy goes and grabs a homeless guy and he's like, we're going to go and give you a makeover. Um, and he gives the guy a makeover, and yeah, he spends a bunch of money, and that's great, but he glorifies it on Facebook. Like, what did you really do? Like, that guy did more for you than you did for him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Because that, that guy just gave you, a, what, a buttload of followers and all this other stuff? Like, great, fantastic. You're 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 – you're TikTok famous or Instagram famous or whatever it is. You know, you should do it just to do it. Just to be a fucking good person. You know, right. And right now, Sledge, that, how hard is it to find a good person? Pretty fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, for, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> right. right. It's, uh, it's not easy. And some people, and you, you, you said very nice things, and some people think the total opposite of me. Some people think I'm a complete asshole. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of people, some people don't believe I belong in Ring of Honor. And because of my past and because I was an alcoholic and a drug addict and, you know, I didn't make the best decisions, you know, six and a half years ago, a lot of people don't believe that I belong where I'm at today. And you know what? Those are their beliefs. And there's nothing I can do to change your beliefs. You know, just don't bring your beliefs to my front door, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> You know, it's kind of the way I look at it, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it just just real quick, you know, I, I don't really talk about this stuff, but you're absolutely right. So when I was, you know, 16, I owned a really large business. And I owned Uber Eats before Uber Eats and not the company Uber Eats. But I, I supply a lot of restaurants, and I did stuff with Cisco and a lot of distributors. And I was on top of the world, and I thought, God, this is great. And then all of a sudden, I got into some problems, and I partied like Elvis. I really did. And then I lost it all, and I lost my standing in the community. And you're right. Everything you just said was right on the money because that's what went through my mind. I can't change the way people feel about me, so why the hell should I care? As long as I work on being a better person each day and being the person I want to be, then that's all that matters. And, and making sure that's representative of you know, a, you know, a good moral person in society. 100%, because if they can't forgive you for what you did – Everybody has skeletons in their closet, bro. None of us are perfect. Yeah. Everybody's fucked up. It's just the nature of the beast. It's just who we are. We're human beings. We fuck up. That's just what we do. 
And if people hold that against you because they're too insecure with their own demons and their own past, and they go and they use you as an outlet to not deal with their shit, that's on them, not on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Jeremy, is there anything else? I know that we're going over with with our times, Jeremy, so blame that on me, I guess, but you did mute me for a half hour, so... Is there anything else that you'd like to say? Because I, I think, like I told you for all week, I think this was going to be a breakthrough interview for us. Not, um, not so. You know, it's great content, but I'm talking about for you and I personally, and and mentally yeah, because think, this is incredible. Right. I think the biggest thing about this is that it is more personal than you know wrestling or just like what you would watch on a TV or something. This is something that, you know, it's real life. It really connects with us people, not as personalities. And, and Oh, go ahead. I said, uh, fuck man. That's what we are. We're we're people. We're human beings. Right. And I I always, I'm sorry. So let's go ahead, buddy. No, no, I'm I'm cutting you off, dude. I I apologize. I'm just I'm just adding to what you're saying. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Jeremy, let the, just, let the damn man add to what you're saying. Come on. All I'm saying is I always I always close the show usually by saying that life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in and to make your life worth reading. And 100%. if this past half hour has taught me anything, it's that Sledge has himself a bestseller. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that tremendously. Um, all the compliments are very, very great. You know, uh, don't go unseen and unnoticed. And I, I really appreciate both of you guys. I appreciate you guys bringing me on the podcast, even thinking of me, my name to come on the podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Um, you guys are going to see some big things out of me in 2021 and just kind of just stick Stick to your TV. Stick glued to all my social medias at Sledge805. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv, at Sledge805, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, with Coffee with Sledge. We have a number of uh, guests that come on and hang out, and uh, and then you can just catch me randomly gaming um, on Twitch as well. So uh, I'm not too hard to find. Looking forward to it, Drake. Jeremy. I'm still reeling off. This is this has been definitely just a wonderful pleasure. Yeah, no, I know you can Jeremy, have you seen Sledge in the Ring too? Because I think that's my, my homework for all of our Wrestle Talk podcast listeners is to watch some of what Sledge has done because this isn't just us doing an infomercial and, you know, and quite frankly, because I know someone listens to it and goes, oh, well, all they did was just suck up to them. No, this is about – if anyone were to look into your story, Sledge, they would get exactly what we're saying and what we're talking about the last hour. And, and if we could, we'd love to have you come on again whenever you're um, getting things set up because I know you're a very busy man right now. And, and whenever things get going, we'd love to have you back on because I can't wait to see where this, this journey takes you. And I, I know that the ones that are listening on our Wrestle Talk podcast fan base can't either. So if that's possible, I would love to have you back on and just thank you for this hour of, of not just talking wrestling, but talking life, because you're right, at the end of the day, we're all people. 
That's right, man. You bleed the same blood I bleed, brother. You really do. That's Amen. Same, That's same, right. You you bleed you breathe the same fucking air I do, man. Uh, just like anybody else does. And yeah, man, absolutely. If you guys need me back on, um, you guys know how to get a hold of me to to, to make it happen. We'll um, we'll set it up and uh, we'll get it done, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me. I really do. Sledge, before you go, just so we uh, get this out there, give everyone your social media account one last time so we can get the most people we can to follow you and watch some content because it really is good. Uh, I appreciate that. It's uh, I keep it easy. Sledge 805. It's super easy for everybody to, to, to find me. That's Twitch, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Totally on a whole lot. I try not to be. Um, but it's mostly Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitch, um, at Sledge805. I keep it super simple. And if you want to come game with me uh, live on Twitch, you can. Just jump into uh, jump into my channel, hit that follow button. It will give you give you the idea of when I'm, when I'm live. And then jump in and be like, let's play some games. And uh, we're always looking for people to play games with. Man, Jay Lethal's on Twitch. Um Marty the Moth, Marty the Moth is on Twitch. Um, we're all on Twitch, man. Zicky Dice is on Twitch. We're all on Twitch. We're all on Twitch having fun with each other. So, Well, that's incredible. Jeremy, any final thoughts? All I got to say is thank you so much for being on, and we look forward. I know Drake does. don't like speaking for him, but I know he does. And I don't definitely look again. forward to having you on again. No, I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a great night, and uh, enjoy the rest of your guys' show, okay? You as well. Hey, Thank th- you so much. Thank you, sir. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Oof, Jeremy, wow, how many that's... times do I have to tell you? I mean, I haven't been wrong yet. I told you all week. I told you all week. That's all I'm going to say. And you you were looking forward to it. The notes that you sent me were incredible. So, I mean, that was just a pleasure to talk to Sledge. And I, what do you think? You know, I've been I've done many interviews with a lot of different wrestlers and personalities, but the, uh, man, that one just—I don't think people might be able to realize how much that really struck a chord with me, Drake. And I loved every damn second of it. I know, you know, we went a little over time. I, you know, there's no such thing as cutting a good interview short. That was. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, I loved the whole damn interview. I really did. Um, and I'm pretty sure you did, too. Uh, pretty sure? Here we go with you making assumptions again. You know what they do, Jeremy? Do I have to spell it out for you? Do I have to say the word ass to make people laugh tonight? Ask, you, me, assume. Right? I loved it. Right. All righty. Well, I think we need a, need a little bit of a break before we come back. What do you say? Are you getting tired of me? Is that what it is? Just tell the people. Just tell the people. <laughs> tell them. I don't want to make you mad. No, I am not getting tired of you, Drake. Well, let's take a damn break then. we got a lot of good interview coming up. You got that right. Pizza Curse will be right back on the Wrestle Talk podcast, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned. Y'all, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. 
kick in the door, wave in the four four. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare Jones and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. Wrestle Talks Podcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. What is up, loyal members of the WrestleTalk family? This is your boy, The Night Out. We're just a couple of moments away from getting back to the show. An awesome interview from Sledge's very own, I mean, Ring of Honor's very own Sledge. And then right after this break, we're going to get right into Heat from Magnum Pro Wrestling. They've got a huge show coming up this Saturday. Make sure you guys get your tickets right now. But I'm here to break some huge news. The WrestleTalk Podcast, the FWWC, Royal Rumble at the end of this month. Make sure you're on the lookout on all our social media platforms. We are going to host the illest, realest Zoom Royal Rumble watch party that there has ever been. Usually we do the parties at an event space. We're not able to due to COVID this year, but make sure, again, that you can stay locked in to WrestleTalkPodcast.com for all the information about the illest, trillest, realest Royal Rumble watch party of all time where we bring together the WrestleTalk family and the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion for the greatest Zoom ever. Thank you, guys. And now back to the show.
Hey, wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And we Welcome are back. back. Oh, whoa, 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 no. whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm asking you a question. What are you doing? You open I'm the show. The you you open the show, and then right when I talk, you talk. You muted me for a half. hour. It's okay. I did okay. not mute you for a half hour. You just want to say that to feel better about yourself and put me down. Hardcore Hoss, can we have something on the board for this, please? Do we? Don't leave me hanging here. Leave him hanging. Jeremy, don't talk to Hardcore Hoss. About I that. think it's shit. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. This is why you're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Talk Podcast with Drake Lee and Jeremy Carp. Jeremy, the interview with Sledge was phenomenal. We got a lot more to talk about. Are you ready to get going? I absolutely am. You know what I noticed, Drake, that happens every time you and I are on the show together? Oh, God. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. I promise. Okay. 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 Every time you and I are on co-hosting, the interviews always go longer, and they're always outstanding. That's a fact. Notice that? It's an absolute fact. And we already have one with phenomenal one with Sledge, but introduce us in with our second amazing guest of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well Jeremy, thank you for, for you know, Telling everyone what I was going to do, you know, that I like to have that little art of the unknown, but it's okay you took it from me this time. It's okay, I forgive you. Ladies and gentlemen, this man needs no introduction. What he's done in the professional wrestling industry is phenomenal. He's a known comedian, an even smarter guy, and just a great talent. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pete Sakaris, please. Hit the music. Welcome to the show. How are we doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, you know, Jeremy was kind of, you know, getting on my nerves before the show started, but I'm good now. Got rid of the lawyers. I'm just kidding. How, I'm glad that you're doing well. Jeremy, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Pete? Good, Jeremy. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. Now, if you don't mind, I would like to, Jeremy, um, this is for you. If you don't mind, I'd like to ask the questions first this time since you muted me for a half hour. Is that I okay? I didn't mute you, but go right ahead. Yeah, okay. And the world's flat. So, nothing? nothing I'm not going to say anything. I, you said you wanted to do this, though. It is right, the floor is yours, Thank my friend. You. All right, enough. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jeremy. You know I love you. Mr. Sakaris, you've done a lot in the professional wrestling industry already, and and you started training. I'm looking at my notes now. In 2011, 
and in 2012. You've done so much as a referee, a commentator, a ring announcer. Before we get any further, what led you? What led you to taking on this path in your life? And and who helped you along the way? You know, being your support group as we talked with with Sledge. What what was that? What was the reason for doing this? And and why? And and how did you keep going? Well, I first became a fan of wrestling in June of 1993, um, watching the WWF and just being mesmerized by it. And at that point, I became a regular viewer of their TV show and their pay-per-views and stuff. And around 2003, there was a local promotion in the Omaha area called the OWA. And my sister knew somebody or worked with somebody who was one of the wrestlers. And that's basically how I started as a ring announcer August 30th of 2003 in the OWA. And that lasted a few years, and I went on to some other promotions uh, featuring Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame inductees. And I joined up with Magna Pro in 2008, or th- that iteration of Magna Pro at the time, and I've been with them ever since. And if you, if it's okay to, to make note of this, and not just make note, but to talk about something incredible here, and and this is something that really I don't find myself, and a lot of people know this, of being at a loss for words. Um, but this is where I where I do, and and this is where I am. I, I I've heard that you were born with cerebral palsy, and how just to hear that. I mean, what you have to, how is that disease? Because I let's just be honest. I'm not a doctor. I don't WebMD things because every time I WebMD something, I have a brain tumor, and I quit doing that, but how, how has this journey been with cerebral palsy and, and, and really taking not a negative, but using something that you have and, and benefiting it towards what you want to accomplish because to do, to make it in this industry, we all know it, it, it's, it's almost impossible, but to do it the way that you're doing it and, and to use what you're what you have and to benefit yourself with it is something that's extraordinary and I applaud you for it and and if you could could you talk a little bit about that journey Right. I was born three months premature with a mild case of cerebral palsy. So compared to the other severities of the disorder where people require round-the-clock care, they um, they can't move or speak, you know, the more severe types of it, I was born with a very mild case. And I would say that it's allowed me to become an inspiration to people in the wrestling business as well as in stand-up comedy as I've had people – in both disciplines come up to me and tell me how much um, it means to them and how much they enjoyed my performance at that particular time and then how much of an inspiration I am. So I think a lot of it, like going back to what you said, is turning a negative into a positive and trying to turn it around and see if I can reach out and connect with people in that way and realize that no matter what, they can accomplish anything. And I think that it's a great tool to have to be an inspiration to some people, no matter what that inspiration may be. Absolutely. And and just to, for the record, I, I want to point out, I didn't, if you took that, if anyone took that the wrong way, but especially you was saying anything neg- meaning negative, I, I wasn't meaning that uh, disrespectfully. I, I, I was just, I'm very taken back by and inspired, honestly. I, I was looking at my notes all this morning that uh, my team prepares for me. And, and when I'm reading these, I'm looking at your your resume, if you will. And well, it hits better than mine. So, you know, there's that. And I, I, 
I want to blame Jeremy Carp for it, but I think it's just because of how, how much you've succeeded in the last nine years. And one thing I want to talk to you about, more importantly, is, is Wrestle Preserve. And I want to know a little bit more about that because in my notes, I have a nice paragraph of what, um, what you guys do. But I, I, I want to hear it from the, from the horse's mouth proverbially. Uh, oh, God. Jeremy, did you write this, this proverbial? That's, that's, that's I did right. not. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame, blame you anyway. Blame me anyway. I didn't write it. Could, could you talk about, a little bit about that? Because I, I, I'm reading this, and, and what I'm reading is, is phenomenal. But I think it'd be better if you're the one who describes it to our Wrestle Talk podcast listeners. Right. Wrestle Preserve is something that I started recently um, as kind of an offshoot of something that I've been doing for the former workers of the OWA and some guys that were around the business at that time who had a lot of of their footage at their disposal, be it on VHS tapes, mini DV tapes, or hi-8, you know, whatever medium it is. And they said they wanted me to go ahead and convert the footage to DVDs for them. And I did that along with like covers and listings and stuff. And I've done that for a few guys. So I figured with the pandemic going on and with everybody having this unexpected downtime and probably not knowing what to do with themselves, they can use the Wrestle Preserve service to send that footage into me and I can convert the footage to DVDs for them. Um, and basically it's just something I've started on the side and I hope to get my first project started here soon. Um, so go ahead and like Wrestle Preserve on Facebook and message me through there and we'll set something up because I'd love to help people out in preserving those memories either because someone is a wrestler themselves with footage of their career and not really knowing what to do with it or not really knowing how to preserve it, but let's just say, or somebody who's just a wrestling fan and they have wrestling footage that's not owned by uh, any of the tape libraries that are owned by WWE, just do like copyright and stuff, but wanting to preserve those memories and give themselves something that'll last a lifetime pretty much. That's, that's incredible. And folks, you just heard it here. Go follow. Wrestling, uh, Wrestle Preserve. Am I? Do I have that right, Pete? Yes, yes. That's all one word. Wrestle Preserve. Follow it. I, I really, I really think that's incredible. I we just talked um, recently um, with Jeremy, and you can uh, tell me if I'm wrong because I know you will. With David Buckler about what they're doing with Wrestle Connects. Is that? Am I right, Jeremy? You are correct. What's new? So. <laughs> I'm just I am just on a roll today, aren't I, Jeremy? But I, I really I'm really liking what is happening in professional wrestling and not uh not with, you know, mainstream WWE AEW and whatever you wanna, you know, throw out there. But what guys are doing to help uh not to help really, but but to help get through this pandemic and, and to expand and to grow and, and not just as, you know, uh, you know, in the ring but but outside of the ring and in the business and, and what you're doing is incredible. So I, I just want to say, applaud you for that um, once again, but real quick, before I let Jeremy ask a couple of questions, I'm going to ask, well, probably like five more, but we have to talk about an event real quick, if that's okay with you. I don't know if you would like to discuss it or not, but what I'm reading here is Magnum Pro presents anniversary volume 10, January 16th. Can you talk a little bit about what, what this is going to entail? Who's going to be there? and um, how you guys are able to pull this show off. 
Each year, Magnum Pro hosts its anniversary shows just by volumes. And this year is anniversary volume 10, and it will be taking place at the Ramada Plaza at the Ramada Hotel um, here in Omaha, Nebraska. And for this event, we have a lot of special guest stars, including second-generation women's superstar Miranda Gordy, including returning to Magnum Pro after a few years, Eugene, Nick Dinsmore. Um, he'll be taking on Niles Plunkett. Uh, who I assume uh, you may have had on the podcast here. Uh, he kind of uh, bases his operations out of the Kansas City area. And topping everything off in the main event will be the first defense of the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in Omaha in 57 years as the reigning and defending champion Nick Aldis challenges the MVP of Magnum, Jason Strife. And if that were enough, the entire event will be a fundraiser for the Midlands Humane Society, um, just supporting animal shelters and uh, rescue efforts and things of that nature. So we're definitely looking forward to it, and this might be our biggest anniversary show of all time. So you're you're telling me – I don't know how – I don't know if my ears are deceiving me, but we're having an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match this Saturday. Right. That is incredible. That is really incredible. I, I hope everything goes well uh, with that show, and it should by the by the sound of it. That's just – I applaud you guys for that. And, and before um, I transition a little bit back into uh, wrestling, I want to ask you a couple of questions about stand-up because I'm a huge stand-up guy. Don Rickles is my idol. Rodney Dangerfield, you know, that the, those to me, Rodney Dangerfield, Don Rickles, uh, Richard Pryor, and then throw Joey Diaz in there. Top four, and then add Ralphie Mae to make it a top five. Who gave you the inspiration? Uh, not inspiration, because I've been using that word a lot tonight, but who were the guys that you looked up to that were on that stage that, that not necessarily you wanted to be, but, but that made you want to look into pursuing a career in stand-up comedy? Well, um, I'd have to say any type of comedian around the time that I started that I was inspired by was a comedian who uh, projected an air of, of genuineness to, to their material, stuff that actually happened and they talked mostly about their own life. Comedians like John Mulaney, Mike Kaplan, Maria Bamford, um, other comedians like Patton Oswald. George Carlin and comedians from that era as well. Just anybody who talks about their own life and experiences from that and can somehow turn everyday situations and observational mundane situations, like a good uh, example of that would be Brian Regan, uh, taking those everyday situations that people might not think about in their everyday lives and somehow turn it into the most hilarious thing. And it's almost like a masterclass watching them perform. Um, so I'd say a lot of those comedians were inspirational to me in that time when I started comedy in July of 2013 around here. That's incredible. I, I, I'm a George Carlin guy myself too. So that's, that's great to hear. And if, if, you know, you don't mind, we don't do this very often, but I would like to break, I, I'm not really breaking a rule cause you know, I'm a co-host, but can you give us a joke for the Russell talk family right now? If not, it's okay. I mean, if I'm putting you on the spot, say, you know, I've been called a lot of, you know, mean names, but I can take them. So, you know, feed them away to me. If I, if I'm pushing, you know, too aggressively, I, I think, it would just be really great to hear one of what you're what you're bringing to the table because I heard it, it's 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 top it's top shelf. Yep. Um, mostly, 
when talking about wrestling to a stand-up comedy audience, the thing that resonates with them the most is this indie wrestling experience. Like, like for example, um, in in relation to the underground comedy scene, the underground wrestling scene could be a lot like that. Like, I've performed on shows where the concession stand was literally a woman handing out gum. And I've been on shows where the booming sound system was the microphone held up to a boom box. And I've been on shows where someone forgot the ring bell, so I actually had to go ding, ding into the mic. And you know that you've worked in a small town when the bar across the street from the venue has a one-man, one-legged band doing ACDC covers. And I'm a little disappointed he wasn't called Thunderstump, but what are you going to do? Um, and, and that experience, that, that experience comes from refereeing for Adrenaline Pro Wrestling in 2013 in Milo, Iowa, a town of less than 1,000 people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jer- Jeremy, I'm having too much fun here. Do you have anything you want to ask before I take it to the top of the hour? Because I feel like Pete and I could do this. Oh, my gosh. You guys are doing great. And it's I like how, honestly, you both of you actually share a lot of the same comedians I grew up watching, especially Don Rickles and uh, George Carlin are two of the main hey, quick, notable Jeremy, ones I always like. Can I, can I say real, something real quick before I let you take over for a little bit? Yeah, we'll go for it, Rick. What's up, bud? So here's here's one of my favorites, okay? It, it's the one where Rodney Dangerfield said his mom wouldn't breastfeed him because, you know, she only liked him as a friend. That that's, that's the type of personality I try to carry in everyday life. But anyway, keep going. I always love the one where he says he got a call from this girl to come on over and nobody's home. So he went over and nobody was home. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, take it away, Jeremy. So I got to say, um, you know, I love – I actually like have uh, like the Wrestle Preserve Facebook page, and I do like the whole concept of it because you know it's something that we had Herb Simmons on uh, Drake and I did uh, not too long ago, and he has all the volumes of the wrestling at the Chase, you know, in his own personal collection. Him and the late Larry Matisic, you know, they preserved all that, and you know, so I wanted to ask you. You know, have have you ever had any, I guess, put it the best way, conflicts with others who are trying to do that type of same preservation? Or has it always usually been a good, uh, you know, working relationship with others who try to accomplish that? Well, the Wrestle Preserve concept is very new. Um, I, I want to say like 2021 is going to be sort of my year to sort of test the waters and kind of gauge what the interest is. But Thankfully, um, there's the, the wrestling scene in Omaha, Nebraska, and the Midwest is very close knit. We sort of look out for each other, and um, you know, and kind of keep up to date on what everybody's up to. And thankfully, there have been no conflicts with someone trying to present similar concepts or anything like that. It's just a matter of give me the footage, and I'm going to do the best I can to make it so that it lasts a long time and it looks nice and it's. Pre- presented in a very professional manner. So um, I'm lucky to say that there haven't been any con- uh, conflicts. And I'm, I'm sure that if there was, I would resolve it professionally and amicably. But uh, so far, it's um, smooth sailing through calm seas. 
Well, that's wonderful. And I do think it's a great concept in general because, like, for me, I've always been a fan of, like, film uh, preservation and photo preservation because we got shoot at my house countless uh, 16 millimeter films, you know, that go back a long time in our, you know, family history and thousands of photographs. And I spend countless time just trying to mark down the dates to all of them just so eventually I can remember when they were from. Um, Mm -hmm. So I love that type of concept that you're doing. I think it's wonderful for the industry as a whole. And, you know, I hope that it expands even more so than just, you know, where you're at right now. And I hope more people like more awareness is brought to it so they can work towards, you know, the big goal of preserving a lot of those memories that unfortunately with time passes on, you know, a lot of the material that those old films were made out of, you know, they wear thin, you know, and, or if you put it in an old VCR, one slight mishap and the whole tape is ruined, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so I wanted to ask you also about the event that you have coming up, the Magnum Pro event. So you said it's Anniversary Volume 10 on this Saturday, and you're having, you know, and I know Drake was excited about it, the NWA uh, World Heavyweight title match. And I want to ask, who are some of the other in the past events, who are some big-name stars that you've had at these events? Magnum Pro has played host to a lot of the special appearances by people like you mentioned. Uh, We did have a show at the Ramada, which was actually our first show there, and it was entitled Magnum Gets Its Wings, and it featured Stevie Richards, Trevor Murdoch, and fresh off his WWE run at the time, Drew McIntyre. And It was just amazing. I mean, the place was packed, and we had an opportunity to ingratiate our current fan base into the product and also introduce new faces and new eyes to the product that we may not have had access to before. And since that time, we've had appearances from, again, returning Eugene, Nick Dinsmore, as well as shortly before signing to to WWE, fresh off the cruiserweight classic was Mustafa Ali and not only that we've also had um, the at the time NWA world heavyweight champion Adam Pierce uh, current WWE figurehead and and producer and um, sort of authority figure on screen but at the time he was world heavyweight champion and when we were running in nearby Council Bluffs Iowa he defended the title against Nebraska Hall of Fame inductee Tony Cortez and that was a great match. And anytime we can get someone who's been on that national or international stage and get them to come here and experience what it's all about and get them to see that Omaha and the surrounding area is not just a town you could sort of fly over and you think that, oh, maybe there's not so much of an indie scene here as opposed to other regions of the country. We like to open their eyes to everything that's happening here. And Magna Pro has been a huge part of that. Like, for example, we had Glacier come in and do a training seminar and an appearance. And he was very impressed with everything he's seen and said that it was a wonderful time. And ironically, we were in the middle of a blizzard. And when he arrived to the venue, he denied bringing it with him. So, um, (laughs) and it's, and we have had, we have had so much, so many great experiences with this type of talent 
who come from all over, and we've had great experiences bringing them in and introducing to them to our fan base. So we're, I'm very lucky to be able to share in those moments with the members of the Magna Pro roster and be able to sort of network with people like that. And that's wonderful. I've seen, you know, when you mentioned some of those wrestlers, I know I've seen Trevor Murdoch wrestle in uh, WLW multiple times, and I've seen Glacier actually at a, if I remember correctly, Drake, I believe it was at Dynamo Pro at Madison Square Garden uh, about a year or two ago. I think it was a couple with years ago. With two T's, with two T's, no D, not Madison. Matt right, Pittman. to make sure to correct any, to prevent any confusion, folks, it is with two I've T's. I've had lawyer meetings all that day. I don't want another one. Oh, my gosh, yeah. The, it'd be through the but, roof. We don't need any more paperwork in front of you. But, Jeremy, you're right. Yeah, we had Glacier. Uh, we had uh, God Rest His Soul, Road Warrior Animal. Um, it, it was it was incredible. The Glacier Seminar was one of the most um, impressive seminars that I've done, and I've done quite a few. But what he did was just above and beyond. Absolutely. Um, P, I got I got to just tell you one more thing, and then I'm going to actually pass it back to Drake. You know, finally, you. I know it's. <laughs> while he's preparing, well, he doesn't need no preparation. What am I Hold talking on, about? Hold on, don't you mention anything yet? That's my news to break. I okay, fine. It's your news to break. Anyway, I just want to say, you know, how much I admire and respect everything you've done, and how you've really just how much you've really worked hard for everything that you strive to do. And I thank you so much for everything. So I appreciate it. Me too. Thank you very much. All right, Drake, what you got, buddy? What do I got? Well, I got problems, Jeremy. I got problems, money, women, house, car, land. Um, Oh, an, an impressive portfolio on the stock market, a 780 credit score, um, I got it all. Well, but, actually, from a Canadian rapper that you don't like, but that's beside the he point. Can, he okay, you know what? He can take his little Kiki bullshit, and he can go somewhere because no, Kiki doesn't love him. I don't love him. The <laughs> fact that I can't use my own name, my own name, I can't use it because of some washed-up rapper. Okay, he's washed up. No one knows who he is anymore. I mean, the guy's 2010. Move on. Anyway, I do agree with that. Thank you. Anyway, Pete, I got a question for you. Are you – I've heard from multiple people you are, but do you consider yourself pretty knowledgeable about the professional wrestling industry and the history? You know, just curious. I do. Like I've done uh, wrestling trivia contests around here and – have placed pretty well in those. And there's always the stigma of, oh, this person says they know everything about wrestling, so they must be a mark or they must be a smart mark. And I I don't believe that. I believe we're all marks. And you shouldn't be talked down to or thought of as less than because of how much you know about a particular subject. But I'd say I'm pretty well versed in it. Okay. Well, and you're right. I, I completely agree with everything you've just said. Um, well, I don't know if you know this. I, I don't know if um, – our team, uh, Wrestle Talk. I have a different team than Wrestle Talk has. I have my own office staff. But um, the last couple of months, we've had a problem here on the show because every time I'm on, um, we do this thing called the Game Show Challenge, and people keep cheating me out of wins. Um, we've even had, as recently, Jeremy can attest to this. The the fans on our live stream were giving Renee the answer, 
And how do you feel about cheating in a trivia challenge? Do you think there's no place for it? Um, I mean, definitely not, especially like if you're using a cell phone or social media or if you are even in person at a trivia thing and you're constantly arguing with the host saying, well, if this happened, then that means this happened. And well, well, you didn't do your research and it was actually this. And it was like, you know, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yes, you're smart about something, but, you know, I don't think cheating has any place in any kind of trivia, to be honest with you. You're absolutely right. So I, I did, that was my question and here's why, because at the end of every show, we have the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And for the first time ever, first time ever, Pete, I am, I am kindly throwing the ego out the door, and I am asking, would you like to compete against the city on the hill himself in the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge if you promise to not pull a Jeremy Carp or Renee Martinez night out and cheat? You have my word. I will be completely impartial and honest in my efforts. That's all I needed. Jeremy, take it away. Okay. Well, right before I do, I do got to say, for Drake's defense, even though he doesn't need it, I remember the thing with the live stream. That that one did happen, and I couldn't. I did nothing about it. That was that's not my problem. Okay. Wow. Now that you guys are ready, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Off at the music. Welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are Pete Sukaris and the best-dressed announcer in professional wrestling history, the self-proclaimed cornerstone of the WrestleTalk Podcast, the 2020 MVP of IWAP, the oh, backbone of the Dynamo Pro. What? Put some more spice on that one, like the 2020 MVP of IWAP. Give me some spice. The backbone of the Dynamo Pro Wrestling Commentary Team and the proprietor of the City on the Hill, the thoroughbred of lust, Drake Lee. Thank you, that? Jeremy. That was you are that welcome. Was <laughs> chef's kiss. All righty. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. Tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is WWE 2020. I will give information about three professional wrestlers who were listed as having the most matches in the WWE in 2020. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please shout out the answer. Hulk Hogan. The first person will win. All right. Drake, are you ready? Yeah, I already answered one. It was Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. You're lucky we're letting you still do the challenge after that debacle. Okay. It, Pete, are you ready? Yes, sir. 
All righty, awesome. Here we go. Question one. This professional wrestler had the fourth most matches in the WWE in 2020 with 54 matches. Braun in 2020, Strowman. nope, Braun is incorrect. He won two WWE championships and won the 2020 Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is correct. All righty. That is one to nothing. All right, question number two. This professional wrestler had the third most matches in the WWE in 2020 with 55 matches. Known for his innovative, high-flying style, this wrestler had his issues with the Hurt Business and Retribution. Many people say that in the... Ricochet is correct. All righty. Well, I, I just want to point out there, my microphone was muted. I, nobody muted your mic, Drake. You just didn't get it out fast enough. All right. Well, it's okay. It's, it's a two out of Fucking bullshit! I know, Don't talk about hardcore, Hoss. Thank you, Hoss. Anyway, question number three. This professional wrestler had the second most matches in the WWE in 2020 with 58 matches. In the year 2020, he started the year as the NXT Cruiserweight Champion and ended the year as the 24-7 Champion. Most fans... Oh, Oh, go ahead. Uh, Never mind. I'll I'll let you continue. All right, that's okay. Most fans will remember this wrestler best for his team with Andrade in trying to impress the ladies with roses. Oh my God, Angel Garza. Angel Garza. Angel Garza is correct. Yeah. We have a winner. Yeah. All right. Who won? Know what to do, huh? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. Well, I just wanted to say, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for this happening. I worked hard. Jeremy cheated still. Wait, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. What? Uh-uh. I'm, no, no, I'm no, no, thanking no, no, everyone no, no, for my no, wins. Don't even go there. H- here he goes again. You've got to be kidding me. I won, right? Really? No, you did not win. Pete won. What? Yeah. What? Angel the first. first. He did. Yeah, I, th- I think it was like a second or two faster, but Angel Garza uh, was right. Yeah. Hold See? on, Jeremy. Can I? Can, can you hold, guys, just for like thirty seconds? Well, 
Uh-oh. I want you to find me the son of a bitch that puts me on a delay because I'm calling the phone company tomorrow, and if you guys don't figure this out, I'm firing somebody. Okay? This is enough. Don't worry, Pete. This uh, happens all the time. My microphone should have been muted. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I had to talk to my team. That was There's something going on with how they're connecting my phone. So I, I – I, I, yeah. What what phone service provider do you have? CenturyLink? What? What the hell is a CenturyLink? I mean, that's probably the slowest one you could have. <laughs> Just happen to make sure, Drake, because I have mean, you were behind line. Pete. So a, he won. I don't – so I have a secure a secure line, and pardon me. I have acid reflux, but I have a secure line, so – there's a little bit of a time delay. Um, what are you saying? Hold on, Jeremy. There's a three-second time delay just to make sure that nobody else is listening to my phone. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Congratulations, Pete. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. So, once again, Drake uh, Drake lost. Go ahead. Rub it in. Go ahead. Rub it in. I didn't lose. I think it was just a matter of a delay. Okay. You know, I will tell you this, Drake. I think that was a special request from the night out, but that's beside the point. I wore this vest. Okay. It wasn't – all right. At least nobody was looking it up on the – Pete won fair and square. It's not like he looked it up on the live stream like last time. Don't worry. You did good, it's okay. You it's really okay. Did. Just close the show. Just close the show. I'm embarrassed. I got people to explain to me stuff. Okay. <laughs> Before we let you go, what, why don't you let the Wrestle Talk uh, podcast audience know where they can find you on social media and look you up? You can find me on Facebook at Pete Sakaris. Uh, the spelling of my last name is in the uh, flyer as well. And you can find me on Facebook, my fan page in wrestling at Pete Sanctions, which is my wrestling name. And you can find me on Twitter at Pete Sanctions, YouTube at Pete Sanctions, and Twitch at Pete Sanctions, which I'll be starting up here this year. I just have to get a hold of the gear, but I'll be streaming and gaming before you know it. So that's everywhere you can find me on social media, and thank you all for your support. Well, Pete, before Jeremy goes any further, and I, I'm just going to congratulate you on uh, on winning. <clears throat> on, on, yeah, so congratulations, Pete. It's, honestly, God, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, hopefully, we can have you back on soon. Welcome. Uh, we'd like you know to welcome you to the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, and I think everything you're doing is phenomenal. I can't wait to hear how Saturday goes, and uh, I can't wait to you know I just am so impressed by everything that you've done and. And I wish you nothing but the success of your comedic career and everything else you have going on for you along with wrestling. So thank you. Thank you, guys, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good night, Pete. Take care. Well, Drake, what a hell of a night we've had. um, It's been wonderful. I know, I know, things get a little dicey when the game show challenge comes up, but all in all, it's been fantastic, and I've loved every second of it. I just fired someone, Jeremy, again. This is the third week in a row. I don't know how many more people I can keep firing. But the thing of it is, and I, I thought of all people you would realize this. You know how many people are probably lining up out there wanting to work with Drake Lee? I don't know why you're thinking yeah, this is a bad thing. Yeah, but I don't hire thing. flubs because I don't hire 
scumbags. That's who wants to work with me, Jeremy. I want qualified, experienced experts. And, I understand uh, that. My, my team let me down tonight. Um, they didn't tell me ever about a delay. Um, uh, just, you know what, let's just throw that aside right now. It was a great, great show. Sledge was phenomenal. That interview, I think, could probably, whenever we look back on this in a year, be the best interview of 2021, and we just started the year. What we, we took away from that, I think, is just incredible. Um, it touched home uh, to both of us. And then Pete did an amazing job. What he's doing is phenomenal. What is what he's doing with his careers is fabulous. And Saturday we have an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Will Nick Aldis hold on? Uh, I'm betting my money that he will, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a hell of a match to watch. We'll find out. We'll find out for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, did we plug I-70 Sports Media or I-70 Sports? Do we plug it for the 80 billionth time today because we don't ever plug Drake Lee stuff? Uh, you well, know, is that all out? We're going to do something. We'll do something different then. Let's plug Drake Lee stuff first. Let's I don't do need any money. I don't need money. I don't need – I have plenty of it. Don't, why don't, are you complaining that it's not getting plugged? I'm not. I just stated a fact. I didn't mean that in a negative way. I just, I just said what I said. You know, I just making a an observation, if you will. Okay. All righty. Well, then I will, for the 80th billionth time, plug Interstate 70 Sports Media, which you can find on Facebook and on Twitter. We are going to be expanding to YouTube, and we'll be having upcoming podcasts in the works. So be sure to stay tuned on that. I definitely. And hold on. Real quick, Jeremy. On that. Jeremy, yeah, real quick. I would like to add on to that. As much shit as I give you, I seventy sports it media is, is just one of the most incredible platforms. If you're in this area, anything and everything, Royals, Chiefs, Cardinals, everything, you have it all covered. With real time reporting, with great analysis, and I'm glad that I'm a subscriber to your your platform. So folks, there is my endorsement again, if you will, to Jeremy Carbs I seventy sports media. It's a great, great treasure trove of anything sports related. All right, Drake, you got any last things to say before we close it? What that's all you can freaking say to me? Is is that is that it? You not a thank you, not I uh, I was gonna message you after the show. I thought we were going to hang out, have a few drinks. Not even a thank you. Not okay. even a thank Drake, you. I do Please. honestly appreciate it. Thank I really you, Jeremy. Do. I, I appreciate Jeremy, I do I appreciate ap- that. I appreciate me too. I mean, we just got two new team members that are based in Kansas City, so reporting's gotten a lot even more efficient, so I'm very excited for that. Well, that's phenomenal, and and if you would allow, allow me this time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. I'm going to let Jeremy close out the show because that's what he does is best. He is, if you will, the anchor of the Rust Talk podcast, and I am just a sweet dessert. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. See you next Tuesday. God bless you. Adios, and uh, remember, you might not be able to be Drake Lee, but if you buy his merchandise, you'll get a little closer. Have a wonderful night, Drake, and I really hope you get your merchandise all taken care of because 
You are one hell of a guy. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight to the Wrestle Talk podcast. It is such a blessing for you to tune in. I'm the maestro Jeremy Carp, and all I can say is life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading. Good night, folks.